0: This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. This is the Morning Mix on Insight Radio. It's Friday, so it's time to talk about movies. And I'm joined by g 48 from BlindSideReviews.com. He is in Florida in the USA. Hello, G.
1: Yep, Stephen. Yep, I'm in Florida in the nice warm weather. Stephen, I hear you have some snow there. I, I'm not quite sure what that feels like, so... Yeah... <laughs>
0: I would like to swap weather with you, Jay, if that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you would like it in the wintertime, but you would not like it in the summer when you walk outside and the humidity hits you so hard it about knocks you back in the house again. So <laughs> It's so heavy, the air is so heavy, it's so warm, but you would like to switch part of the year probably.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Maybe, maybe yeah. like a, a kind of timeshare. You could come over here, I'll go over there. <laughs>
1: But No, Stephen, no, it's sounds like what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to come over in the winter. Uh, you know, I have to go there when it's cold and you, you get to come here when it's nice and uh, warm, I guess, in the winter wintertime. <laughs>
0: yeah, what's wrong with that? That sounds good. <laughs> I think I'm
1: getting the bad end of the deal here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe a little bit. <laughs> now, speaking about the bad end of the deal, that's actually something that some people in the States have been getting, according to a recent news story, Jay, a cinema chain in the US is being sued for failing to provide adequate equipment for the audio description of movies. AMC cinemas have been taken to court by five visually impaired individuals and two advocacy groups. I was just wondering, Jay, what's your experience of audio description like in the States?
1: OK, yeah, uh, Stephen, I'm, I'm spoiled. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, this, uh, actually, AMC uh, theatre is, uh, is a couple of places... Here in tampa where i do my screenings at and um and so of course like i said i'm spoiled i have screenings i have people that will describe it to me so i don't use their audio description but several years ago when they were bringing it into place i tried it out for them and stuff like that but they got to keep up with the equipment and that's what it sounds like what's happening in the other bay area san francisco bay area i'm in tampa bay area In San Francisco, it sounds like they're not keeping up with the equipment. People come to watch the movie and they can't. And that really can be quite frustrating. And that's what it sounds like, what the problem is.
0: Yeah, there there would be nothing worse than going to enjoy a movie you're looking forward to and you don't get the full experience that you would expect. Exactly. Now, you've also had some interesting uh, experiences in uh, the cinema lately.
1: Oh, that's right. At the AMC Theatre. I'm glad you mentioned that, David. I went to see a screening at an AMC theater. I went to see the movie Burnt. And this is a funny thing. Just as we're coming in, the popcorn machine there, they're big, started to spark a little bit. So someone gets their camera out, starts to take a picture, and it bursts into flames. And the flames are shooting five feet in the air. And uh, they ended up having to not do the screening that night. And so the, the movie Burnt got got burnt out the popcorn so i'm gonna put that back on my facebook page you have to check out it's the funniest thing see this big popcorn thing nobody was hurt or nothing it was just the popcorn was burnt and the machine but yeah that's I'm like gonna try to repost that on my facebook page it's, it's quite funny
0: <laughs> that could be like a, a new thing in cinema like an extra sensory experience can you imagine going to see 50 shades of gray
1: <laughs> well, But we better move on, Steve, before it
0: gets too bad (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to think about you getting chained up. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, Jay, we have two movies to talk about today, two new releases, and uh, quite different films. The first one is The Finest Hours. It's out now. It's a 12A directed by Craig Gillespie. It stars Chris Pine, Casey Affleck, Ben Foster, Eric Bana. And it's all about the Coast Guard, who make a daring rescue attempt off the coast of Cape Cod after a pair of oil tankers are destroyed during a blizzard in 1952. We got maybe three hours, and then we sink.
1: Mayday, mayday, do
0: you copy? Pick yourself a crew and you assist that ship. It's your job to go out, right? Coast Guard, they say you gotta go out. They don't say you gotta come back in.
1: We've Gotta launch some lifeboats.
0: That boat is too small for these seas.
1: You trying to kill us? Every fella here wants to live. The only way that happens is if we work together. Why? I'm not giving up on him.
0: Gee, this film looks very, very wet.
1: <laughs> and if you're the Coast Guard and you're one of the uh, Coast Guard. yeah, you really are going to get wet. And Chris Pines, who was in this film, I know, <laughs> he got very <really> wet. This <laughs> film, like you said, takes place in 1952. True story. And when you watch this film, that's what makes it so interesting, because you're going, this is true? Yeah, a, co- uh, a oil tanker is actually, it's a huge storm, and these waves are, you know, I thought they said like 40-foot uh 40 foot tall, they're big waves, and um, the oil tanker is actually split in half, and it stays afloat, yeah, maybe not quite in half, three-fourths of it's still afloat, and a bunch of the uh, guys, 30 guys, are still still alive, waiting for someone to rescue them. The only people they have is four guys in a little wooden boat, well, not a little wooden boat, but a small boat, to rescue these guys, and they so they have to go out, go through these waves, and... And uh, they start out paddling, then they get a bigger boat. And it's just really
0: quite
1: uh, uh, entertaining, quite thrilling. You're going, how are they going to do this? And uh, I, you really feel for the characters. Chris Pines is one of the guys, uh, the leader of the boat. He's the coxswain. And he is he's absolutely believable in this film. And I remember sitting there, did this really happen? And I'm thinking... You know, yes, Steve. I'm thinking. I I don't think I would have. Uh, you know, I don't think I would have went out there. I would I would have uh, paddled around in the, in the in the bay a little bit. Oh, I couldn't find <laughs> him and went back to shore. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, Steve. Uh, do you like swimming a little better?
0: <laughs> not really. I can really understand where you're coming from with that, Jay. Because watching the trailer, it looks terrifying. And if that's a true story, then I have no idea how how anyone would find the courage to do that.
1: I, I agree, and it's uh, and, and it makes you look at yourself too. You know, saying you know is you know what what's courage, what's bravery, uh, what's uh, and sometimes I've okay, got I don't say this is stupidity, but sometimes you got to say okay, uh, not necessarily necessary. We are trying to save lives, but uh, you know sometimes people do stuff. You go, I don't know if I do that, so, but I tell you what, uh, yeah, the characters are one. Di- you kind of kind of one dimensional. But that's okay because all you have to do is know how to swim in a <laughs> storm. You don't need it. But it's thrilling. It's fun. Uh, they did have some scenes that went back onto land. Like he has a he has a, a girlfriend that uh, that he's gonna eventually marries in real life, and it keeps going back to her. And and it's, those scenes kind of bring back the the tension that had built up, kind of ble- bleeds away a little bit. So. I was going to say they should do away with it, but on the other hand, too, you can't have just have people rescuing, you know, out in a boat for you know two hours. So it's needed, but that's when some of the tension kind of bleeds away when yeah. they go back on land.
0: In terms of following the film, Jay, from what I can tell, it looks quite loud and quite brash, and kind of has to be because of the the nature of the story. Is it a, a, something that is easy to follow in terms of what's on screen?
1: wasn't too bad um eric bona i don't know if you remember him uh, did uh credible hulk yeah. uh so you remember the name so he is in it and he is like the guy back on shore so he's talking on the radio and he kind of narrates it without meaning to so the narration is good yeah and there are, there are some plates things on the water on the boat and uh, it's kind of here because you have the, you the wind and the rain and all that. But overall, it's, it's very easy to follow. You know, I, I'm like you. I was quite surprised. I thought, this is going to be hard to follow. This is going to just going to be a <coughs> somebody flailing around in the water. Quite easy to follow. Steven, you know, yeah, and has its little issues here and there. It's thrilling, drama, action. I'm going to give it a B rating. I think it's well worth seeing, especially if you like water. And, uh, and 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 you know, like a little bit of a couple of thrills and some
0: action. <laughs> that's a good rating for the finest hours. Then a B rating.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I uh, once again, I gave it a B. My wife didn't like it as much. And in a few minutes, we'll be talking about another film that uh, you know, kind of a flip flop on the, uh, who liked it the most. My wife or I. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the finest hours. That seems quite decent then, Jay. A, a, a solid rating for that. Our next film is something a little bit different to The Finest Hours. This is How To Be Single. It's out now. It's uh, rated 15, directed by Christian Ditter. It stars Dakota Johnson, Rebel Wilson, Leslie Mann, and New York City is full of lonely hearts seeking the right match. And what Alice, Robin, Lucy, Meg, Tom and David all have in common is the need to learn how to be single in a world filled with ever-evolving definitions of love.
1: (laughs) You need to get out. You're in my apartment.
0: This is not my apartment. Sorry, (laughs) you were great last night.
1: Was I? you're pretty girl this is new york city there's like a billion people outside that door
0: in every male female friendship there's total number of drinks four five and if you hit that it means you will definitely have sex i'm on a one night stand what about the guy over there no he's too young i'm ken is this one of those fetish things where you're like a foot fetish am i the foot
1: do you want to be the foot to no drama no drama. drama
0: Now, gee, this looks like a very modern romantic movie, in a sense, a romantic comedy.
1: I'm going to get right to the chase here. Yeah, it's a romantic comedy that wasn't too funny. <laughs> Here's what it's about. Four single women live in New York. So one of them, the lead character, narrates the uh, story a little bit. Now, I don't know if you ever saw a television show that was on several years ago called Sex in the City. Yes. Okay, oh, you didn't seem like a sex-in-the-city type of guy there, uh, Stephen. I didn't think you even heard of it. Oh, well,
0: listen, I'm an open-minded person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm married, so uh, so I saw plenty of times myself. That's what this reminds me of. But in this film, we'll start. Dakota Johnson is the lead character. She just gets out of college. She moves to New York. She breaks up with her boyfriend, which you really never figure out why. And she gets a job as a paralegal and becomes friends with Rebel Wilson, who's a party girl, uh, works at the, the office. And Rebel Wilson, uh, her, her character, all she does at night, she goes out at night, she uh, uh, meets guys, has sex, comes home with a different guy, drinks, and then she's teaching Dakota Johnson to do the same thing. And, and really that's what it's about in Dakota Johnson. She's a little nicer of a person and shows her meeting different people. And then in the meantime, she has, she's living with her sister, played by Leslie Mann, who I actually really like. Uh, she's an obstetrician who wants to have a baby, so she goes to a sperm bank because she doesn't have a, a boyfriend at the time. And then there's another loose character uh, named Lucy that is kind of not even in with the other three characters. And she's on ten different dating sites trying to find a you know, a guy, I guess what you call it, desperate. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't too thrilled with this film. With my wife, she liked it. The um, it, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it wasn't funny. It's a chick flick. It's supposed to be a romantic comedy. I thought this is going to be, and it has Rebel Wilson. This is going to be funny. The characters, you know, were once again more kind of one-dimensional. I-, I was not overly thrilled. You know, thank goodness it, it stayed under two hours, and so I, you know, I didn't feel like I had to get up and leave or anything like that. But Stephen May just wasn't the, my cup of tea. I didn't necessarily enjoy it that much.
0: Yeah, I think the same as you, Jay. Looking at this um, a comedy with Rebel Wilson, who I, I really like, I would think that it would be really worth checking out.
1: Well, and that's what I thought. I was looking for a good comedy. It was more, <laughs> I guess you want to say, more of a romance than, than comedy. And um, I, I was really looking for something funny, for good less. And uh, once again, not, not that the story was terrible, but oh the four stars the girls were, were fantastic i did enjoy them all of them did a great job remember dakota johnson we mentioned her earlier 50 shades of gray <laughs> yeah. she is really showing me that she can act yeah i i thought she did a great job as long as the other four you know the three leading women but uh, the script just was not that great and that's that's where the problem was at not the stars i i didn't think it was a bad film by any means it was above average but not a whole lot
0: okay then what rating for how to be single
1: okay Stephen. my wife did have some impact on this you know um i wanted to give it like a c she wanted to give it like an a or b i gave it a b minus so uh it would have been a little tad lower than that <laughs> so b and it'll we'll stick that minus in there for for my benefit there <laughs> is this you
0: making up for valentine's day
1: yeah, for what I I didn't get, so I <laughs> guess that's it. <laughs> so, no no costumes. <laughs> no costumes. Yeah, no costumes uh, for, for this uh, this guy here.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jake, great to talk to you again. Some really interesting things to think about this week. And if anyone would like to read more of your reviews or get in touch, how can
1: they? Yes, go to our website BlindSideReviews.com, and also you can go there, go to my Facebook. And I'm really going to try to get that. Popcorn Popper on Fire, again, up on my Facebook page, repost that, because a lot of people are (laughs) asking me about it.
0: Jay, always great to talk to you. Love talking to you about films and the latest releases. And we'll catch up with you again soon. (laughs)
1: We'll talk next week, Stephen.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's
1: Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out InsightRadio.co.uk.